Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. We've got our favorite reporter, a friend of the show, Isaac Avalusea from Axios. He is here today. And once again, he is looking into uh, some of these things in the city that we need to be aware of. Now, Isaac, how are you today? I'm great, Tanya. How are you? I am doing well. Now, you and Mike D'Onofrio worked on a story about the Citizens Police Oversight Commission, and I know that this is something that you have been working on uh, for a good while, investigating this particular unit. Tell us what is the issue uh, today. Yeah, it seems like there's always an issue with the Citizens Police Oversight Commission as of late, but uh, what we're talking about today is this concern about the independent police watchdog in the city that was created in 2021. And here we are nearly three years later, and they haven't investigated a single complaint lodged by a citizen of police misconduct in Philadelphia. That's a stark admission from leadership of that group. And, you know, there are several reasons for that struggle in in getting this investigative unit up. Um, but largely they kind of stem from some of the infighting that we've seen on that commission board over various things from who to appoint as the permanent executive director to the overall direction and day-to-day operations of CPOC. I mean, this is a fairly astonishing, uh, the fact that, as you said, this was cre- this was a unit created in 2021 for the sole purpose of investigating citizen complaints about the police. And now, three years later, we're in January of 2024, not one single complaint has been investigated. In fact, these complaints, when they do come in, they're going back to the police department. Yeah, which is just kind of frightening and alarming. Uh, not to be too alarmist, but this is the very reason an independent watchdog was created because people didn't have faith in the investigations that were being run by internal affairs. Right. So you have an independent watchdog that has no allegiances, has no connections to the police department that has discretion to look into any complaint that comes to it. And in 2023, there was uh, more than a, a hundred, I think there was about 137, 143 complaints that came to CPOC and not one of them did they investigate. They, they just don't have the staff. Um, they barely got a director of investigations in place, Jameson Rogers. And I talked to him and he said he's in the process of building up that unit and he hopes to make some headwinds this, uh, this coming year. They're looking to hire about a, a dozen investigators over the next eight month, but eight months, but they're going to need a lot more money from uh, from the city. They're looking to uh, burnish that uh, budget by 1.3 million, which would bring them to about 4.3 million dollars a year. But again, to your point, very uh, alarming that all of the current complaints that are coming in, that are being funneled to CPOC, are just being uh, dumped back over to Internal Affairs. There are a lot of residents that go to CPOC specifically because they don't trust the police. They believe in the thin blue line. They don't believe their allegations are going to be taken seriously or that they're going to be taken, their allegations are going to be taken seriously or that they're going to be taken seriously. And for an independent watchdog to be redirecting those complaints back to the very agency it's supposed to be overseeing is baffling. 
uh, I, I'm not sure that baffling uh, even uh, contains the extent of the kind of outrage that this is because this was set up specifically to field citizen complaints. And you're saying that the budget uh, that they are looking to get is going to be increased. The investigators that they're looking to get are going to be increased. Was there any reason why these things didn't happen two years ago when this, or three years ago when this was first established? I, I think it's just kind of been a, uh, uh, a parade of horribles, to be honest with you. I mean, we have commissioners that resigned last year from the board, three of them, because they were in a spat with a majority of the board that wanted a different person to lead the organization as executive director. Um, So that created fissures, that created delays, that has really stymied and stalled the progress of this organization that has really been uh, more concerned with petty squabbles than progress. Um, So I think that factors into it a little bit. And then, you know, when I think uh, to some of the staff's credit, I think they're trying to do the best they can under dire circumstances. But, you know, Jameson Rogers, the current uh, director of investigations, he's a former Chester City police officer, and he was very candid with me. He understands people's frustrations. He understands that the delays are not um, uh, welcomed and, and that people ha- rightly have the right to, to criticize this organization. But he, he says, basically, trust me, Right. I'm not going to let the people down. I'm going to get this ship righted and I'm going to get this investigative unit built up and uh, where it needs to be. That said, it's very complicated. And this was kind of uh, uh, only recently delved into as a, a sort of preface to this story. Interim executive uh, uh, director Anthony Arachi kind of went on this uh, tour before this story came out talking about the struggles with the investigative unit. And this one threw me for a loop. And we kind of mentioned in the story, but they're going that their CPOC is going to have to collectively bargain for the right to conduct misconduct investigations with the police union. So it's not a foregone conclusion, even though in the legislation they're set up to have this great power that the police union is going to let them. And to me, that is not what Councilman Curtis Jones and everyone that was behind this legislation sold to the people when they they wanted to pass it in 2021. So an, another wild, baffling revelation that um, could potentially undermine independent police oversight in in Philadelphia going forward. Well, there's nothing independent about this. If you're saying that they have to collect, collectively bargain with the police union to investigate the police, that doesn't seem to make any sense. And also, where are we at with the search for an executive director? Is this individual the permanent executive director? Or are they still searching for an executive director? Yeah, no. Once those three um, commissioners resigned, that blew up the initial search over concerns that it wasn't transparent and that it wasn't fair. So Anthony Arachi has remained in the interim role and the uh, organization actually uh, tapped an outside search form firm to conduct a second ongoing search for executive director. Um, now, the issue back then was can former police officers serve in that role as executive director? The three people that resigned felt like the city law was very clear and said, absolutely not. Right. And the four other people actually wanted to hire a former police officer uh, who's now the uh, 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 police director in Pensgrove. So they felt like 
yes, you could. And actually the chairman, Jolly Hatchet, had reached out to the managing director's office for guidance, but he had said on record at the meeting that the law wasn't uh, as clear um, as people were making it out to be, which actually inflamed one of the former commissioners, uh, a former Judge Benjamin Lerner, who had actually pushed for Mr. Hatchet to become chairman. And he said that he was he was stunned that an attorney was claiming that there there wasn't a plain reading of the law that disqualified former police officers. He was just stunned that he would make those those claims at a meeting. I mean, it's the idea of the citizens citizens police oversight commission is to have independent looks into these citizen complaints, but we're taking those citizen complaints back to the police department. Then this office, it, 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 there's no reason for it to exist. Really? That's, it just doesn't seem like there, it, it is accomplishing what it was supposed to set out to accomplish. Yeah, no. And, and I completely understand that, that point. And I think that I think that with police oversight, it's a constant struggle of give and take. And would you rather have something or would you rather have nothing? And I think that's the question that the uh, citizens of Philadelphia have to wrangle themselves uh, with. It's a dilemma nonetheless, as currently set up. But, you know, if we if we take some of these leaders at their word, they're working on it. It's going to get better, um, hopefully. And would you rather have no organization in place that um, does keep a watchful eye over the police department? Because, you know, investigative uh, uh, investigations into citizen complaint is a hopefully a large part of what they're going to be doing. But they do other stuff. They they audit the police department. They make recommendations on policies. Um, you know, some of the some of the wins this year is they actually you know, they really inserted themselves into that Mark Dial uh, situation with the shooting of Eddie Irizarry, and they actually made another criminal referral in another case, uh, a woman, Elizabeth Negron, who was killed in a, in a hit and run in 2022. Uh, a business owner I talked to, Caitlin Orner, had actually had footage of that incident that showed police officers arriving to the scene, speaking to Miss Negron for a few moments, and then leaving. She actually went to internal affairs feeling like those officers needed to do more to uh, help a woman in distress because she was lying in the middle of the street and that they left. So she was unsatisfied with their um, response, went to internal affairs, couldn't get answers as to whether anything happened to those police officers, went to CPOC, which opened an inquiry, which is a more narrow form of of, of um, kind of look. It's not as systematic and in, in, in terms of evidence gathering as an investigation. But after Jameson looked at it, he actually made a referral to the district attorney's office uh, recommending potential prosecution for these two, two officers. So yes, there are there struggles? Absolutely. Are there some wins? I think there are. But the loss is the 130 citizen complaints from 2023 who have not been investigated. So we don't know how many more of those cases could potentially either show officers that may be unfit for duty or issues or challenges in the police department, because one, this is a dysfunctional organization at best, uh, despite those uh, victories, and one that doesn't seem to be effectively doing its job of uh, of investigating citizen 
complaints. So is look and, and yeah, no, no, you're not going to get in it. You're not going to get an apology. I'm not an apologist. I'm not going to excuse what they're doing. I think what they would tell you and what they did tell me is that you have to look at that. They they do have this role where they are able to monitor all those in, uh, complaints that come in. They monitor the internal affairs invest- investigations along the way, and they do have some say so if they feel like uh, the investigation wasn't fair or if, if it resulted in some sort of sust- sustained disciplinary process that they feel was not um, uh, it wasn't uh, relevant or harsh enough. They have some say in, in, in wiggle room with the department in recommending uh, something further or, hey, go back and look at that investigation again or, or that punishment that you made it up. So I think they would make that argument that they have some form of oversight, albeit not the one that we were sold that they would have at the beginning of this process. Yeah, but still in all, 137 citizen complaints that are going unaddressed, uh, that is an issue. Do we have any sense of how the Parker administration feels uh, where this might be on their priority list, strengthening uh, this organization and how they might be able to get these additional funds that they're looking for? Uh, I, I don't. I think she has a lot of things on her list. I do know that Anthony Arachi, the interim executive director, is supposed to get a report over to her uh, regarding CPOC this month. So I assume the Park Administration will review that and then maybe have some input on that. The one thing that I'm kind of disappointed in is this is Curtis Jones's baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Curtis Jones has been silent as mm. crick, as crickets. Okay, I sent over his office. I gave them ample opportunity to comment about some of the struggles, some of the wins, because you know we're we're trying to be fair about it. And I sent them, uh, admittedly, some very pointed questions about this organization's struggle. And I heard nothing from them. They they got back to me and said, "We'll look into it." I reached back out to them, and they never supplied me with any sort of statement. They never acknowledged any of those struggles. It's almost as if they're acting as if it they don't exist, which is really unfortunate because he's the architect of this organization. You would think he'd be a little bit more invested in its success. Right. Well, that's something that we will know that you will continue to look into. Uh, Isaac Avalusea, as always, uh, from Axios, a friend of the show, uh, really uh, doing the good work out there in the streets and bringing these things to our attention. We appreciate it. We always enjoy having you on. Always a pleasure. Take care, Tanya. You do the same. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.